In a world shaped by ancient civilizations and remarkable trade networks, a wondrous journey awaits. Footprints presents Connected, a gripping 10-episode series that takes you into the lives of ordinary people whose destinies intertwine with the ancient Silk Road and the Belt and Road Initiative. Following the modern initiative that connects several continents via land and maritime networks, we uncover captivating stories along the way and witness how it bridges different cultures and peoples throughout time. Brace yourself for an enthralling experience with Connected, arriving on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe today and join us on this extraordinary journey through time and space. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable with myself, He Young. I'm joined by New Holland and Yushun in the studio. Coming up, what's the best way to take notes? Paper versus digital has long been key to the debate. Now, an AI-powered note-taking app is available. Is it time to put away your pen and pencil for good? And we'll have a heart-to-heart -heart with you. You bring the questions, and we provide the answers. You can get your question on the show by sending in a voice memo or email to ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. Your voice could be featured in the show in our heart-to-heart -heart segment. Our podcast listeners can find us at Roundtable China on Apple Podcast. Now on Roundtable, as we continue. Continue today's discussion. In the digital age, the way we gather and process information has transformed drastically. With the rise of note-taking apps, voice assistants, and cloud storage, handwritten notes may no longer be needed. Recently, Google has launched its AI-powered note-taking app, Notebook LM, which promises new ways of taking and organizing notes. So. How does it work? What do you make of now AIs、hmm. stepping into note taking? Such an old school thing now. Yeah, this、um, new AI powered notes app、uh, is actually a rebranding from Google's previously launched AI backed note taking tool named Project Tailwind at this year's Google's I/O Developer Conference. And according to tech media The Verge. The LM stands for Language Model, which means it is an app that is still trying to give users their own personal AI and trained on their own data and notes. And you can like basically ask questions about your notes or even build new things with them. And this company also offers a few ideas for things you might do. Uh, such as automatically summarizing a long document or turning a video outline into a script,、mm. but、uh, as we can see, it's still based on what you write, right? So, the correctness or the fact that you get is basically still based on what you write, and we cannot basically hundred percent rely on the algorithm. I think if you write down something wrong, it the, this AI cannot help you. I. Kind of understand how it is done because I, 
I myself like to take notes on my laptop, especially when I'm attending certain kind of lectures. So when I'm doing that, I can use my phone to take a picture of the、uh, presentation the speaker is using, and the presentation would be automatically scanned and inserted in my note taking on my laptop. And then I can continue to write down words, actually typing down words、um, that the speaker is. Talking about, so I get the attraction here with artificial intelligence in place. It might help you to reorganize the structure of your note. It will help you to generate, let's say, according to the description of the app, turning a video outline into a script. So you don't have to type. Down everything, and with the current recognition, including speech recognition and character recognition, it's totally, let's say, easy to organize everything.、Mm-hmm. Yet I have this little concern because when I'm doing all those things. Actually, I'm multitasking. I'm taking pictures. I'm listening to the speaker. I'm trying to put things in place, and that actually hinder my attention to the actual content.、Mm-hmm. And I find afterwards, if I have some extra time to revisit my notes, of course, the notes would be very comprehensive. Being that I have done a good job in taking the notes, but normally I would not have that much time doing that, and that one hour or two would just slip over, and that is it. You have a really good, perfectly recognizable note in your iPhone that you will never open again.、Mm. That's really interesting because. Niu Hulin has very generously shared her notes with me in the past,、mm-hmm. and I was astounded by how <laughs> detailed and full with illustration, i.e., photos,、uh, it was. Also, the way you organize it, I think,、uh, ideally, in theory, then. If it's done, if your notes are really good, and then that's a reflection of how well you've taken in all the information. But nowadays, with you know everything going electronic, those things don't necessarily go hand in hand. But I have to admit that the just the convenience of digital notes, it's unparalleled to what we、mm. you know used to have and. Like after you've graduated school, all right, and we don't necessarily always have the laptop in front of us to take notes or work stuff. It's often using your phone, and then using your phone is just so amazingly convenient. Yes, you know, like I take notes every day, and it could be just. An idea for the show, and it could be you know something I just heard, and I can just quickly voice it out on my phone, and then because okay, don't copy this behavior is bad, you know, because maybe you're <laughs> driving or maybe you're in the bathroom or something, and you're you're <laughs> occupied, but then you can still use your voice、yes. to take notes. And also, I remember watching.、Uh, Americana, Miss Americana, that Taylor Swift documentary, and then, you know, as an artist,、uh, a creative idea just pops up out of nowhere, and then she'll just record it using her phone, and then come back to it later, and you know that's just so so handy.、Um, but with all these、uh, benefits and a couple of、uh, drawbacks that New Holland has mentioned,、um, do you think that maybe in the future maybe we'll just Lose the ability of 
writing, you know, handwriting. You know, maybe we only know how to type on a computer or on your smartphone, and then you know, calligraphy. What's that? Well,、um, first of all, we understand that while、uh, how important these handwritten notes are, right? And but with All of these advancement of technology right now, we have all of these touchscreen devices and stylus pens, and it is kind of a way to you know in the middle that you can both have digital notes, but you are writing your digital notes. So I am、um, quite in favor of that kind of method,、um, using a stylus pen on touchscreen because you know it's it's、um, for both paperless experiences. And you are making all、uh, content electronic, and also maintains the sensation of writing. You know, to some sensation extent, sensation of writing. Yes. Who are you? Yes, you do. And also, I was wondering how expensive is your devices? Because I have had my fair share of writing on a tablet, and the recognition, yes, it can recognize, but the feeling of writing on a real paper and writing on a tablet, totally different, totally, totally different. That's exactly what I want to say.、Um, uh, with、uh, you know more technologies <laughs> and more expensive devices. <laughs> Yeah,、um, the content you write can be、um, first of all well recognized and、uh, retrieved, and then、mm. on the other hand, you can、um, these stylus pens are becoming more and more the experience of using it are becoming more and more similar to writing on paper. Maybe you can just use a tape to tape it on the tip of your digital pen <laughs> <laughs> uh, to uh, imitate. The、uh, real experience of writing on a paper.、So, yeah, that's kind of a you know cheaper way of、uh, having that sensation,、uh, but、uh, still you can you can have that kind of experience. Well,、uh, in my opinion, somehow writing on a tablet can be a little bit. Well, it depends. Slippery, on... I would say, but. Yeah, and also it depends on how,、um, let's say, well designed the app is you're taking your note with. Because when I was in college, I majored in geology, and、oh. we had to yes. When we're taking down notes, actually we have to draw a lot of topographic maps, some sketch maps, and、mm. I use different colors to、uh, suggest different places in the landscape. And that's not only in the classroom. Actually, we have to travel to wild, wild outside places <laughs> and on top of a mountain where there's just nothing on the mountain but the landscape, and you have to draw in that circumstances. And I would not bring my very expensive. Of tablet, there I would just use a notebook, but I agree with the help of technology, I would be able to take a picture、mm. of the note I took, and then I can transfer it into digitalized notes, so that in the future you can have all of your notes from different subjects. Stored in your one very thin tablet, and the days of a little girl who is not very tall, <laughs> having a backpack on her shoulder—a really, really heavy backpack with a lot of different notebooks—that days are gone, and that is one part I can think about. Yeah, and imagine with just one single. A double tap, you can erase the mistake that you made. Probably even change a color. Yeah, that is another perk of digital note taking. That is, it's easy to erase. It's easy to edit. It is easy to find out the point you were thinking about, and you can trace back. But、um, 
because we have blended in a lot of different styles of note taking, including taking notes on a paper or writing on a tablet or typing in your laptop.、Mm. And here is one、um, scientific discovery: that is, if we compare typing into a computer to take notes and writing down things to take notes,、mm. actually, we call those different kinds of note taking generative note taking or non-generative note taking. If you're only taking down what the speaker is talking about, maybe when you're typing, you can type. Really fast, you can type in each and every sentence, which makes the details of the lecture, let's say, imprinted in your mind. And after the lecture, you'll be able to answer questions about the details, about certain figures and facts. Yet,、right. when you're taking down notes by handwriting, actually the details would be a little bit blur. Yet, the structure of the lecture, the、mm. idea, the main idea, and also the Mind map how things got in different places would be more clear to you. So I think I agree with you, Shen, that it depends on、uh, the aim of note taking and also the kind of note taking you're doing. If you're Doing note taking for a lecture, if you are trying to remember as much details as possible, or if you are having some notes about a book you're reading, those are different types of note taking, and it requires or it is more suitable for different methods. That's really interesting. I suppose though, it might have something to do with just what generation of person you are, because、uh. I remember, like, even <clears throat> when I was in college, so that would be like a decade ago. Huh. I think pretty much ninety percent of my classmates were all taking notes using their laptop.、Mm. That was in the UK, and、um, yeah, I think when we were a little bit younger, then there were some longhand note takers, and then you've got the people who are like playing the piano on their <laughs> laptop and making so much noise, but they can do it so quickly. Yes. Yeah. So like it depends on you know what what you're used to, what you prefer, and I think for you know a, large swaths of、uh, the millennial generation, if not the whole of Gen Z now, maybe typing is just so much faster for them or more. Of something that they're they're comfortable with when it comes to any kind of almost like written thing. So、mm. yeah, so so now like even if we preach to people say that oh handwritten notes have great advantages, but you know it's just not what people do anymore. And one thing I have to say about myself is that the reason I resort to Um, note taking on a laptop or a pad more often is because my calligraphy. I cannot call it calligraphy. <laughs> it does not justify the name. It's just really bad, and that is why, especially when I'm taking notes for reading, when I'm reading a book, I would not write down on the book. It's just not pretty. So I would go for the e version of the book, and I can make the notes, and the notes would appear on the side of the book. It's all clean and tidy. I didn't even share that with friends,、mm. and. That might also be a reason that the younger generation putting lesser and lesser time in their calligraphy resort to laptops. Yeah, but speaking of、um, efficiency, we need to consider what kind of efficiency that you want. You want the efficiency of taking the notes, or the efficiency that you can review the notes.、Um, of course, you can type more words, type more sentences、um, in a shorter time compared with writing down it. But 
when you're reviewing it, a more a, a well-structured written notes, I think is clearer for you to actually review it. Um, I think that is a really good point, but it doesn't really depend on the type of notes you have. It depends on whether or not you have the habit to revisit it. So no matter if you're taking down notes with your pen, with your tablet, mm. you have to always go back to it, reorganize it and absorb it so that you don't basically waste your time being someone who's really good at taking notes, yet not someone who's really good at accepting and understanding and remembering the knowledge. Yeah, what's the point of taking notes anyway, mm. right? You want to learn that stuff. Coming up next, let's have a moment of heart to heart. You ask. We answer. Roundtable. Heart to heart. This week's heart to heart question originally came in the form of an email, and we decided to use AI to voice it out, and we'll explain why after this clip. Dear Roundtable, thank you very much for presenting such a wonderful show. I'm Carol from Jiangxi Province. 2024 will be the big Gaokao year for me, and listening to the flashbacks of your show every night makes me relaxed and happy. Meanwhile, learn new things. I love your perspectives and the topics you share. The show really exists like a haybor for me. I'm writing to you for your advice on should I major in English in college or not. I always regard myself as an English lover, and I get good grades in all my English tests. My mom says that if I major in English, it would be a bit pity, for I'm a student of science. I would love to be an interpreter or be one of you guys, but I'm worried that perhaps interpreters will be mostly replaced by AI by the time I graduate from college. Do you think I should major in English? How could I become a capable and learned person just like you? And what should I do to improve my English skills in the situation that no one around me can communicate with me in English, and I'm too busy to devote a lot of time in the subject? Thank you for reading my email, and wish you a happy day. Thank you very much. With the help of AI, <laughs> artificial intelligence, um, we get an idea of what Carol from Jiangxi Province wants to say to us, and uh, also in your email. Um, which we had to shorten for time's sake.、Um, I also want to wish you a happy belated birthday.、Uh, now have you turned eighteen,、mm. Carol? So、um, happy birthday! Happy birthday! Yeah, <laughs> and、uh, well, we used AI because Carol mentioned、mm -hmm. AI might be taking over、um, the occupation of interpreters in the future. Well, maybe also announcers already. So, oh, and just one thing I like to say here is that we caught at least one mistake that AI performed here. Carol wanted to say. Harbor that we are a、oh, harbor、yes. for her, but yeah, AI, you got it wrong. But that's the only <laughs> thing you got wrong. Okay, I'm still worried. Okay, so guys, what do you have to say to Carol's two questions?、Um, first of all, Carol, thank you so much for your kind words and for reaching out to us.、Um, we are so grateful for your support, and we really appreciate your passion towards radio, which is what you mentioned in your email. Um, it truly means a lot to us, and it's quite wonderful to hear that you have a strong love for English and that you are considering a career path that aligns with your passion. So, first of all,、um, I think choosing a major based on something that you really enjoy and you're、uh, genuinely passionate about is a great foundation or start for learning. First of all, so. 
If you are confused about、uh, what to learn in English major,、um, as a person who majored in English,、uh, <laughs> of course, it's pretty broad when you're saying that you are just learning this language. But of course, after you choose this major, you can still have different directions within this、uh, language. For example, you can focus on literature or or translation or、um, linguistic or education. Right? You have. No need to panic at your age right now. I, I I really think, and you will have plenty of time to try to figure out what you really want to learn from this major or even from other majors. Wow, I think that is a very informative answer because I didn't know that you can choose different directions、mm. when you're majoring English because I'm not an English major and sitting here using English as my working language makes me thinking about the years I spent in college that is not very you know I learned a lot of knowledge that is not seem to be that useful because I was、mm. majoring in、um, resources environment and the management of Rural and urban planning, and that is the thing. It does not affect me in a negative way that I cannot work here. I'm still working here, even though I'm not an English major. So, if that's your concern, if your parents are talking about a different major, and if you're thinking that you have passion in English but you're not that sure, maybe you can try major in a. Another subject that you also have passion with, and try double major, or maybe with the knowledge in that particular area and with your passion, that you can continue to learn English aside from your schoolwork. You would be able to a really good translator interpreter in that area, and that would be a really good way to go as well. And I think what Nyoholian just said is particularly relevant because. Niu Holian was also a student who took the science route.、Yes. So, but but your English is so good, and that's one thing I like to highlight here. Because again, survivorship bias. Because、mm. not everybody's as smart as Niu Holian,、yeah. and not as everybody is like、blush. so good at.、Uh, yeah, go ahead. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just you take it all in. You know, you deserve it, girl. <laughs> not everybody's like good at science and English. You know, so so there there there's. That, but there's another thing that、okay. I feel、um, I'd like to share personally because、um, growing up, I am someone who's good at public speaking. And thinking about if I'm not working here in this organization, if I'm working in a designing facility, trying to draw maps for. Um, let's say city planning. Public speaking would totally be a strength, and now it's just. My work and trying really hard to improve it, and compared to my very capable colleagues, it's just you know barely enough for me to use in my everyday work. So when you say you love English very much, it makes you happy. It does not necessarily have to be your major. It can be something that you love very much. That can be one of your strengths. That can be your wow factor. When others see you, they would see you as someone who's really good at your subject, and also with the Amazing ability of a foreign language. So it really depends. Great, and I think you guys have both sides covered, so I can speak my true mind.、Um, yes, I think AI will replace interpreters in a decade.、Mm. This is just me, so you don't have to believe me. Okay, I don't. I only represent myself, not the industry. And the occupation may disappear, 
but the necessity of learning English will not. And learning another language is being engaged with another culture to understand and learn by heart the history, art, economics, and everything it entails. And you start to understand how those people speaking that different language think and what is the logic behind their action. And that's essential to international exchange and cooperation and making this world a more connected place in the future. English is the world language. The most advanced information and knowledge are often in English. So mastering English is the most important tool, aside from coding, in my opinion, to survive in the 21st century when AI is taking away some jobs and creating new ones. And we don't even know what kind of uncertainty is raising its ugly or maybe positive head <laughs> in the near future. And Given all that, English, in my opinion, is just a tool, not your goal. Unless you're super gifted, talented, like Nyo Hulin, or, you know, committed, you know, and you think you can become the best of the best, and maybe you can. In English or any other given area, you'll always find ways to success, even in interpretation. Mm -hmm. When I say that, you know, as an occupation, it's most likely going to disappear. I mean, if your translation abilities are so superb, like that of Xu Yuanchong, mm -hmm. you'll always find work. There's always going to be a place for you. Also, let me just say, an English degree alone probably won't bring in a lucrative paycheck. Just so that you know. And if you're okay with that, go on and pursue your passion. I mean, be prepared that you might need to get another degree or some other training um, in a more specific discipline or something like that. But also, you know, in the future, we're all going to be constantly learning on our jobs and we're probably going to have multiple jobs in our lifetime, which means lifetime learning is already something mm -hmm. that we just all have to get used to. Yeah, but I think the ability to understand and interpret not just words, but the emotions and the intentions behind um, this language is a unique skill that I think AI may find struggle to replicate fully, you know. Um, and um, uh, aside from just translating these words, we, we also need that kind of qualities like cultural nuances, like context and emotional understandings. These are the things that incredibly complex and challenging, I think, for AI to replicate. So um, I think, of course, with the technology of artificial intelligence, um, the job of interpreter will not be as highly needed as before. But I think the existence of this job is still needed. And um, I think uh, embracing this technology as a tool that um, can actually enhance your ability rather than just view it as a threat. I think it is the way to treat it. And um, who knows, maybe your dedication and expertise in this field might even contribute to shaping how AI and human skills work together in the future, just like what we are using it right now. Yeah, mm. and a little anecdote. I recently purchased a speech recognizable 
headset mm. and it can take down notes and I didn't like it. It's not accurate <laughs> as I imagined and the translation was not really good. So I returned it. So we still have a little bit chance, I guess. And also, we only have so much time, so we need to quickly answer Carol's question. That is, when you are not living in a English-speaking environment, how do you create it uh, yourself? Uh, create enough input, I think. And we've answered this kind of question before um, using a lot of music, TV series, just um, create an English-speaking surrounding so that you can immerse yourself into that kind of environment. And always actively use the new things you've just learned. You learn a new phrase, a new word. Use it in the next sentence you use to say to people. And you can try uh, reciting different things. And actually, for someone who has no experience studying in a overseas country, in my school years, I can tell you it's actually fine. As long as you create the environment for yourself, you can totally get there. If you like what you hear, please send your question or comment to ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. And that brings us to the end of today's show. Thank you so much, Niu Holin and Yushun for joining the discussion. I'm He Young. We'll see you next time. <laughs>